I don't know why they call them chasers. It's not like cubs can run real fast. Double vodka with hot brownie chasers. She just wanted to watch me eat it. Naked. I can't say that. That's dirty. Chasers will do anything to get into your pants. I love them. Hey there, welcome to Chubbs Gone Wild, episode 528, recorded on January 29th, 2024. We are already at the end of the month. That's how it works. I know, but it's so weird. It's just like, here we are. We're we're already a month past in, into the year, and it just seems like it just started. <sighs> so weird how time works. It's like it just keeps slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. That's a song. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, it's sixty nine degrees and sunny and clear outside the Chubbs Gun Wild Remote Studios, and for those who like the, the heat, it's actually really nice. What's the song? Oh, uh, keeps on slipping into the future. No, no. Do you know the title? Yes, I do. Okay, I I don't. I just know the lyric. Fly like an eagle. Fly like an oh, I like that song, and I'm not just talking about the lyric. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go listen to that up to the end of this. Oh well. Well, okay. It is. When did that come out? Uh, probably mid seventies. Really? I thought it was like mid 80s. Okay. I like 70s music. I'm special. All right. It is 16 days till Valentine's Day, 277 days till Halloween, and 331 days until Christmas. What are you going to go for ha- as for Halloween? Um, I don't know. Now that I can get a, a, buy a costume. <laughs> I, yeah. If the options are endless. Mm. And it won't be Santa. Oh, there's Santa. There's a circus tent. I have several costumes. And I think I'm going to get a new wig just because. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, it was originally done by the Steve Miller Band. Oh, really? And uh, Seal did it at one point. And... Uh, in this moment, did it? I don't know who that is. Um, and uh, do, 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 Marshall Tucker Band did it. Mm. Uh, Jeff Russo did it. Don't know him. Yeah, so it could have been. You could have heard it from a lot of different sources. Yeah, I think probably the Seal one is is the one that I knew. Mm. But now I want to go hear the original though too. So all right. Well, let's talk real quick about Patreon, which offers folks a way to support creators like us and receive rewards not open to the general public, like, uh, you know, my life and Fragments podcast, books, videos, other things. And we want to thank our amazing current patrons, Clint, Nephi, Nick, DJ Sausage from Sly Eric, Sean, 
Phoenix Dave, Brother Sinatus Kingsley, Kathy Bacon, and Moose Bait. Please visit patreon.com slash Game to find out how you can become a supporter of all of our work for as little as a dollar a month. All right. Well, let's take a moment, center ourselves, prepare for an amazing show by reading today's affirmation. Are you ready? Uh. Okay. You're as ready as you're going to be, I'm sure. I am so grateful for all the good in my life. The gifts I share are returned to me, multiplied many times over. That's kind of true. I am very grateful for all the good, and gifts are, are returned to me, multiplied many times over. Still going for those flowers, huh? Well, I've never gotten any. You've gotten flowers for thank uh, Valentine's Day before. No. Yes, you have. Clint got you some a few no. years ago. I remember because you milked it out and off on comes the flowers. They might not have come on Valentine's Day, but they were right around it. I I don't think so. Are you sure it wasn't like, you know, my dad dying? Yeah, that was the flowers you got on Valentine's Day. Was your dad's flower. See, I, I'm just I don't remember ever getting flowers on Valentine's Day. Now chocolates. Chocolates are nice. Oh, you know what I broke down? I, I I I gave in. I broke down. I went against all of my rules, and I ordered myself from Amazon a selection of British candy bars. Okay. They'll be here the day after tomorrow, and I'm really excited. I'm like, no, you shouldn't eat those. Oh, that's bad for you. And I'm like, but... They're yummy and British. Actually, I had a friend um, who sent me some from Canada recently that I had never had before. And they were not what I was expecting. I was like looking at one going, oh, that's just a Butterfinger. And I bit into it. No, no, it wasn't. And it was so yummy. Well, I, you should save your response for the show. Well, I actually, well, here I am. I'm giving you my response. No, 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 no. no. You're supposed to be eating it. And we see it. I was just going to say, I think that we should we should get some foreign stuff that neither of us have ever tried before, which will be hard to find, but we can do it. And then we should just get together and do a little in-studio taste test. Well, why not? Everybody else on YouTube is doing it. I know. And it may sound cliche, but I just think it's fun. I think it's fun, especially well, when like horrible. I'll tell you. And if you start, uh, it's the chips that really th throw me. Mm. Um, and I was watching a, a taste thing. It yeah. was drag queens, so it was okay. Uh, <laughs> but the one that made them both um, like make a terrible, terrible face uh -huh. was squid. I think it was squid and garlic. Oh, and I like. I like squid, but yeah. I don't know how okay. it's yeah. going to be in, you know, chip form. Right. And uh, and then uh, one that's really, really popular is ketchup, which is very close to being like uh, barbecue. Bar barbecue, but it's different. It's more tomato-y, and okay. I've tasted that before, and, and it was not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I still real at the thought of the the vinegar and although i mean it wasn't horrible but 
it, it is just too overpowering. Well, I that, I like remember when Lay's was uh, Lay's chips were doing four new flavors every year. Yeah, and they I guess they've stopped that because I haven't seen them because I used to always see them at the. Uh, what I refer to as the discount supermarkets. <laughs> yeah. The Winkos, the San Miguel's, the um, uh, Foods Co., uh, Save, uh, Smart and Final. You see them in all those places. Yep. And they haven't seen shit. No, I, I think they probably finally realized, wow, look at all the money we're spending for things that people are like, that's horrible. And not but buying. buying chips again. It, it, yeah. it, I, I would say unless they unless they're just sitting on a ton of them, mm. um, that is, it, that would be the only reason I can think of for them not to continue to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, slurring sweaty de- uh, ex-president tells an entire crowd that most of them have dementia. That's fun. <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you for uh, everybody who uh, joined us for the affirmation. And by the way, if you were like breathing in and then like not breathing out yet, please come back. Please join us when you are awake again. In the meantime, let's talk about some history. On January 28th, 1986, the Space Shuttle Challenger lifts off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. And Krista McAuliffe, is on her way to becoming the first ordinary, their words, not mine, U.S. citizen to travel into space. A 37-year-old high school teacher from New Hampshire won a competition that earned her a place. She went months uh, to do shuttle training. And then January 28th, the shuttle lifted off. And 73 seconds later, the shuttle broke up into a forking plume of smoke and fire. Millions watched the wrenching tragedy unfold on television, and there were no survivors. And I saw that live, and it was horrifying. Yeah, I saw it live. As a little kid. Well, you weren't that little. Well, no, but I was like, what was it? Uh, So I, I was 15. Yeah. Yeah, I was 15 at that time. But I loved space shuttle stuff and all that, and God, that was just like I didn't even I didn't really understand what had happened, and then I did, and it was just ugh. I was living in Los Angeles, and I had the day off. Mm-hmm. My day off consists. It was my day off, so I'm thinking, okay, I'm the only one off because we had I had three roommates. Everyone else is at work. I get to do whatever I want on the TV. I can watch whatever I want, mm-hmm. and. And because I was living in L.A., and at, before that, we really didn't have cable up in Sacramento. So we had a lot to watch. And I was yeah. very excited. And, of course, all the news coverage in the morning was the the space shuttle. So I'm sitting there waiting for that to get over with so I can get back to seeing my TV programs. And it explodes, and I'm like, there goes my fucking day of, noth- of uh, having nothing to do. Now all the TV channels are going to have this on. I was very selfish. Or, um, but the other thing I remember was they had groups of school children out watching. Yes. This, they had schools where they had, you know, cameramen set up to watch this first school teacher in space. And this yep. is 
fabulous. And all the kids were like going, uh, and the, the all the adults are like crying, and the kids are trying to figure out what was going. It was horrible, and I, I don't mean to laugh, but it was horrible. It and really they, was. And they kept the camera on the kids. Right. And, and then, then I, I know that a lot of them, all the teachers were starting to like, okay, well, uh, let's move on. Let's, you know, oh, oh yeah. the show's you know, over. Stop looking at the, the graveyard in the sky. Uh, um, but the cameramen oh. were still zeroing in on the teachers and on the kids. Oh, look at their, re- oh, the children are just realizing that she's dead. You know, it's like, oh, my God, it was so gross. I remember it very well. I I think you're saying that it was so gross because of the way that they were. Oh, they were, they were, were, yeah, what they they were were milking the situation, a bad situation. Exactly. It was, it was ugly. Yeah. Yeah. The media really did, did that. But anyway, uh, it really was one of those moments in my life that was like, how could this happen? You know, things like this don't happen in real life. Those are things that happen in movies. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Let us see if we can turn this ship around. Oh, that's bad. Um, uh, if Terrible. we can get oh back on track with uh, to I see. I can't if... believe you said turn the ship around. After well, I, that, I literally I did not think of what I was saying. So that was not a pun. <laughs> However, let us see if we can get back on track and see if we've celebrated any holidays today. Starting with Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. I have not celebrated that. And I'm not very appreciative of it. Unless it protects my package. Wait, that came out wrong. All right. It's a, oh! It's seal. That'll protect your package. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you have celebrated this. And I celebrated it when I first got up. Curmudgeon's Day. What? When I first get up, I'm a little grumpy. So, all right. Free Thinker's Day. Do you think freely? I do. Okay. Uh, Gnocchi Day. Oh, only in Argentina. We can't celebrate that here. All right. Um, National Carnation Day. That's the milk company. Okay. No, nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> National Corn Chip Day. No? No. Okay. Sometimes I get in the mood for corn chips, and I really love them, and then I'm done. It's funny. Somebody else was talking about corn chips yesterday. Yeah? Says something similar. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, National Puzzle Day. Ooh. When's the last time you've done a jigsaw puzzle? Probably 30 years, 40 years. Mm. I used yeah. to like them, but who's got table space for them? Oh, I actually, that's one of the reasons we set up the big table in the, the room of requirement here. But And we have three big puzzles sitting in there, but they're still in the box, sealed. <sighs> but I like puzzles, but yeah, I mostly do them digitally now if I'm going to do one. So there are digital puzzle apps. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They, it's like the, um, um, uh, what is it? The Royal Match. 
with the king getting, you know, always, always going to burn up. You got to get the water to the king or he's going to die. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I, I hate them. I thought if I got that, the, the royal match, I'd mm-hmm. stop getting the commercials. No, you still get them. <laughs> yeah. Not All good. Right. It's also National Seeing Eye Dog Day, which is pretty freaking awesome. It's so hard not to interact with working dogs when they're out. They're so cute. But I have learned, don't do that. All right. Uh, Those are the holidays today, unless you wanted to know about the ones that are, you know, through the month, like Adopt a Rescued Bird Day. Which I wouldn't want to do. Did you hear that the, the blue bird flu is going around in Northern California? <sighs> no, but thanks for that. I'm always excited to hear about infectious diseases. Yeah, well, it's for animals. Uh, so uh, oh. they, they they say if you own birds, you're not supposed to let them out until June. Well, thankfully, we don't own any birds anymore. I think caged birds are so sad. But you like zoos. What? You like zoos. No, actually, I don't like zoos either. I mean, yes, it is nice to be able to go see an animal that you would never be able to see in real life otherwise. But at the same point, zoos are usually horrible, horrible places. Anyway. Gosh, this is a downer show. I don't like this. Let's move on. Oh, birthdays. That'll get us happy. It's some birthdays. There's some birthdays. Starting with happy birthday to Taryn, Janice, Marco, Clinton, not our Clinton, uh, Shane. Oh, our, our Clinton's mother. Her birthday is in one day. Ooh, I wonder if she's going to make herself a cake. She'll never forgive herself if she does. Uh, it's also one, uh, and, oh, another Clint. There's so many Clints these days. And Tess, and happy birthday to Richard, and William, Justin, Red, Rick, author Rick. No, he's not an author, never mind. Uh, Michael, Danny, another Rick. Uh, Charlotte, VJ Tran. And we have, uh, oh, Mark, that Mark from the um, Feast of Fun podcast. Uh, We have Everett and Randy and Liz. Liz Mason, who is a amazing zine maker. He's at a store completely dedicated to selling zines. Hey, uh, don't forget, last week uh, was also uh, Rich's birthday. Rich? Rich Jones? Yes. Yes! Well, yes. And? Oh, my God, Melanie died? I I did not hear that. Oh, we're not there yet. But I know, I just was reading ahead. I know, isn't that horrible? When did she die? Oh, okay. the 23rd. That's what? why I said there are deaths that are, are listed here that, that were not even like announced when I was looking last week. So weird. Okay. Anyway, moving on. 
Uh, feedback. Sean writes in and says, I like White Castle, but it's definitely not for everyone. You can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And Baron Frosty writes in and says, thank you for the Don French stand-up special recommendation. I love her and very much enjoyed it. And I am glad that you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I want to I see it. Okay. Because I, I mean, I, I, and I have it. You have it. Okay. Good, you know good. where it is. Um, um, but I just love the, uh, uh, you know, I, I loved her with um, Jennifer Sa- Saunders. So yes. um, it, I think it's, it will be interesting if because it, it's based on her life, right? Yep. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. And, uh, and she does talk about some of their stuff together, too. So it's very fun. All right. Well, it is time to send out Chub Hugs. And my Chub Hug for this episode is, of course, for everybody that's suffering uh, loss in their lives. Um, but also for anyone who uh, is listening to this episode and going, God, what is with them today? So we're sending you a Chub. I'm sending you a Chub Hug. How about yeah. you? Well, my chubbo goes out to uh, friends that are having bad times right now. Mm-hmm. You know, money problems, health problems, um, yeah. and there seems to be a lot of it. And um, and you know, it's just and and pets passing. Oh, I know. That's why I, I said that because yeah, of, I had another friend yeah. last week. Um, uh, she put down her dog and oh. uh, and her sweet queenie. Um, you know, was such a. It was so funny because Queenie would oh. when she looked at you. She'd be up like this, and then she'd chatter so, her teeth at those you. Those of you who aren't watching the video, her, her his Queenie's teeth would chatter. Yeah, when when she would want snuggles and lovins, Aww. and she'd look up at you, and it was kind of irritating at first. You know, it's like, what the hell's wrong with the dog? Oh, that's <laughs> a way of of getting your attention. Okay, that's cute. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, since we're talking about loss already, let's go ahead and get into some celebrity deaths, starting with Melanie, uh, the folk pop singer and songwriter known for such hits as Brand New Key and Lay Down, Candles in the Rain. She died January 23rd at 76. Yeah, I I remember uh, Brand New Key came out when I was in junior high and it played... All the time. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't much of a skater, so it didn't mean as much to me as it did to other people. But um, it was very popular, and everybody, it was, it's a very catchy song. It is. It really is. Um, okay. Uh, Charles Osgood, the venerable CBS News anchor and radio personality, died also on the 23rd at 91 years old. And uh, Gary Graham, the actor known for starring in a a television series, Alien Nation, and appearing in various Star Trek screen projects, including um, Enterprise, Uh, he died uh, on the 22nd, and he was 73. Norman Jewison, Jewison, um, the versatile Canadian filmmaker who directed some of the 20th century's uh, most beloved movies, such as Heat of the Night and Moonstruck, died January 20th. He was 97. 
Yeah, he also did like um, uh, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. He did mm-hmm. a lot of big movies, and he just he always escaped the Oscar. It just like he's one of those those guys who's hit movie, and they were he had hit movies. His hit, like for instance, in the heat of the night, won best picture, but best director went to the uh, um, uh, the graduate that which was Mike Nichols, and then when Moonstruck was winning all the awards, uh, it didn't win best picture, or best director, it won best actress and best supporting actress. Fiddler on the Roof won musical score, but it was up for best picture and director, but didn't get it. You know, it's just I always feel bad. It's kind of like the Glenn Close yeah. situation. And the Annette Benning situation, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I always feel bad for for people who who get so close because that's kind of the pinnacle. You know, it's like it's like the you know if you're a, a, if you're an Olympian, you want to win a medal, yeah, preferably gold because if you win silver or bronze, it's just shit. But the you know, oh. yeah. so you always want to get that gold medal, and that's in in the movie business, that's the Oscar. Uh, well, it sounds like uh, I was hearing um, some of our, our friends, Timothy, uh, talking about how, you know, once again, uh, you have Barbie, like all sorts of people were all nominated from the Barbie movie, except for the director. And the actress who played Barbie. Oh, her too. Okay. I did not know that part, but yeah. I'm not surprised. Well, they don't like, first of all, they love Greta Gerwig, but they don't like Greta Gerwig mm-hmm. because uh, she has, she, she keeps having success after success after success. And they hate that they did. You know, remember they used to fuck over Spielberg. Yes. The day because he's just too damn successful. Let's give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and as far as um, it's something that uh, one of our listeners also posted um, and that is both Greta Gerwig and mm-hmm. Robbie are producers on Barbie. So they got a nomination. It's just not for director and or actress. Mm. So, okay. I can yeah. see that. Well, I thought, uh, what's her name? Was it Margot as the, as Barbie who played Barbie? Yes. Yes. Uh, was brilliant. I, I yeah, again, no. I had some issues with the film itself, but still, it was a good film. Well, it's and cultural she, significant, you know, it has cultural significance, and she did a great job. Well, and the thing that that everyone's, you know, they're they're jumping on is the fact that Ryan Gosling gets a nomination for playing <laughs> Ken, but Barbie doesn't get a nomination for because yeah. the movie. The movie was about the patriarchy, and and here it's they're going, and it's happening in you know in real life now too. It's like, well, it was happening even before they made the movie. So yeah, no kidding. Not, but I mean, I don't want to take away from his performance, but really, I would not have nominated him for an Oscar for that. Oh, I, I wouldn't either. I was surprised that everybody's <laughs> all giddy about it. Yeah. Oh, did you see the uh, the Saturday Night Live? Um, spoof on that that song no uh, with with um oh gosh the the one who was on there i guess he did the news or something like that he he's kind of known for getting into drugs and he you just watched one of his shows where he had like joe pesci on yeah so it was just i'm just pete did you see that one no was it on Night live 
Yeah, because it was the Saturday Night Live cast. I'm sure it had to have been. Anyway, uh, you should you should check that out because it's it's actually really really good. All right, so <clears throat> actor David Emigee, don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry. Uh, well, uh, well known to horror fans for playing the role of the helicopter pilot Stephen in the 1978 zombie classic Dawn of the Dead died January 20th at 70. And do you remember the scene in Dawn of the Dead? I blocked most of that movie out. It was it was really cool because this was the earlier one, the the first Dawn of the Dead, not the second. And uh, so what happens is the helicopter lands and the zombies are on the roof and they start coming towards the, the, the helicopter but to go towards the helicopter, they have to stand up and they have to climb over a barrier. And the barrier is just high enough that they get their heads cut off when they, uh, when they try to get over it. Oh. So a cool scene in the movie. Uh, so, you know, again, I, oh, I, don't I like watched zombies. it at a time when I was not in, in a, a, I was way too innocent to watch movies like that. So horrifying. Um, Herbert Lee Cowboy Coward, who played the Toothless Man in Deliverance, was involved in a collision on January 24th. Um, and sadly, his his uh, his dog and his pet squirrel died in the same accident, sadly. Um, Frank Ferrian, the German music producer known for founding Bonnie M., Bony Is M. Bony M? I think it's Bony M. Yeah, I like uh, it, Bony. <laughs> um, and also producing Millie Vanilli died at the age of 82 in his home in Miami. I like Bony M. A Thank lot you. of their music just is really fun. Well, I, I'm just sad. that The whole thing is just that whole Millie Vanilli thing was, you know, I mean, it's just sad. It, was, it really is, especially the guy killed himself. It was really fucked up. Um, they actually, I think, just did some movie or show or something about them. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, though. Uh, okay. In celebrity news, Marin Morris has a problem with Tennessee's controversial drag show bill. The singer performed at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena on Monday during the Love Rising concert, which is a benefit aimed at supporting and raising awareness about LGBTQ rights. I introduced my son to some drag queens today. So, Tennessee, fucking arrest me, Morris told the crowd. He's growing up here as a Nashvillian, and I just want to, to leave this world for him a little better than the one we're in right now. And I feel nights like this uh tonight help do that good for her you don't know who she is but good for her all right little nas x has an already his already famous penchant for stroking controversy and his latest music video is sure to add to the legacy the rapper dropped the video for jay christ which features him on a cross as he has been crucified uh, and the Grammy winner has been criticized for in the past for mocking Christianity 
and this is no different. I watched the video, and I think the video is absolutely outstanding. I'm not as crazy about the song necessarily, but I think the video itself and the things he does, I mean, he is just like brass balls. He is well, out what, there. Yeah, and, and what I love is that, uh, you know, he's blowing the devil the last time, and now he's uh, he's doing this. So it's, yeah. um, you know, keep it. I love, uh, you know, I think that if I were somebody in the pop business right now, mm-hmm. my big thing would be to strip as much shit as possible. Yep. And that's this video definitely will will add to that, especially how. Uh, well, anyway, go watch the video. Just go watch the video. All right, moving on from that, Tom wants to talk to you about. Well, let's see. Um, uh, we're on the Real O'Neill's uh, last couple episodes right now, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this last episode we watched, um, uh, VP Murray. Uh, is on a date with Pat and with Elaine, both parents, because he's best friends with the dad and dating the mom. Mm-hmm. And so, and he keeps calling them thruples. And I'm like, <laughs> it was, it was, it was weird. It was just weird because um, they're not, I, I always think of a thruple is, is something more emotionally together. Maybe they're not. Oh yeah. Like a couple, but, uh, but they're, yeah. 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 yeah, but I would think that if you're a thruple, then all three should be interested in each other and uh, at least like each other. And Pat and, and Elaine are, you know, just divorced. So, yeah, it, it, it's just it's, it was weird. Um, let's see. This week on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, oh, first of all, last week, the queen that was sent home, uh, her name was Hershey. And I'm sorry, but in the gay community, anybody named Hershey just comes across as anal. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it sounds too sexual. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that was weird. Um, but this week, um, it was an interesting thing. They, the first thing they did was a, uh, um, they, uh, they dressed, well, they, they, they had their, their main thing that they did, but the, which was our, uh, RDR, which was kind of like SNL for, um, yeah. yeah. So um, they had some. Uh, one person was a host, and the other, then the other, the other group did four different skits. And so the um, uh, and and they were good. Some were good. Some were okay. You know, but it was it wasn't terrible. Actually, mm-hmm. it was, some of it was funnier than Saturday Night Live usually is. So I got to give them that. Um, but then the uh, runway, they had to do share. Everyone had to dress as share at one time or another. Huh. So, um, so what they did was, um, uh, uh, well, the one that made me laugh, first of all, was the one that, uh, uh, she's a, she's just a mess of a queen. She's a, um, uh, what, mandatory meeting. Uh, she's just a mess, like I said. But then I kind of like that because, you know, there are trash queens as well as, you know, like, yeah. queens. and so she, and she dressed up as the share doll. Remember the share doll with the, yeah. kind of, it Big was like queen. a purple lavender kind of outfit on. And she looked just like it. It was hilarious. Um, but then the two people that ended up in the bottom had to sing to, um, Cher's Dark Lady. 
And so, um, so what oh. happened was, you remember, dark lady laughed and danced yeah. with the candles one by one. So, um, the one queen is doing a marginal lip sync that you would see at any bar anywhere mm-hmm. in the United States, you know, uh, and the other girl is throwing herself around doing acrobatics, you know, doing the splits, do it just acting out the song. And then at the end of the song, you're going, she doesn't know the words. Uh, that's what I saw somebody post. She's just, I mean, <laughs> you can kind of, you, you can feel the music and how it's going. And, and, you know, if you musical at all, you kind of know where the peaks and lows are going to be by the way the surge music is surging. And she had it down, but she just didn't have the words down at all. It was huh. sad. And uh, honestly, she would have won had she known the words. Wow. So it was sad. Uh. And afterwards on YouTube, there's a, a show called Pit Stop, which mm-hmm. is um, uh, it's Trixie Mattel, who's hosting right now. And she has a guest on each week. And they basically react. It's reaction to this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. But the reason why it works well is because they're drag queens. So they're funny and it keeps right. it live, lively. One of the girls, and, and I remember this girl when she was on Drag Race, she went the first week. And she went the first week because um, it takes her too long to do her makeup. So she didn't look ready. And she was all flustered because oh. of it. And it's like, uh, Tracy goes, so what time did you, what time did you, um, get, you know, do your makeup today? And, and she goes, well, I got up at six, eight, six thirty a.m. And she goes, well, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And she goes, well, I'm finally ready. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. Yeah. She's still the same, but she did say that she has 37, uh, Bob Mackey originals in her, uh, collection. And you know that's Bob Mackie did share and yeah Ed, and she did uh, or he did um, uh, well he did everybody back in the seventies. I mean, as far as if it was a female and they needed a gown, they went to Bob Mackie and he yes thing that people would be talking about tomorrow. Yes, so, I mean I just remember as a kid that his name was everywhere. Right um, now, did you watch The Bachelor at all? Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll Season wait twenty-eight. On. Joey. Yeah. Yes. Um, then uh, continuing with Trader, still good. I, and now they're they give me three or two in a row, and I hadn't seen the third one. And then all of a sudden, I watch all three, and now I'm piecemealing it out. I just did number four, and I'm like, I got to have more. Release two a day. <laughs> Release three a day. You know. Um, so yeah, uh, I started a new show called In the Know. And In the Know is uh, new from Mike Judge, who did King of the Hill. It's over on um, uh, Peacock. And this is about an NPR-like, or it is NPR, studio where they're interviewing people, mostly over um, Zoom, interviewing people. um, And and, uh, the the first episode starts out that the main um, interviewer has let a homeless man into their bathroom to use their bathroom. And they're, he's like, aren't we good people? And they're going, you let a homeless person in there? And the other person goes, they're not homeless. They are people who are without a home currently. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's going, okay, yeah, right. Um, so these unhoused people know. 
it's people who are in or without a home currently. So a lot of that was funny because it was irritating, uh-huh. but really irritating at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it was, and, and like you, they couldn't use the bathroom because it was a one person bathroom. So if you needed to use a bathroom, you need to go two blocks down to the Starbucks. Oh. And so it was just, it, it had its moments. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be totally good or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll watch, I'll give it another one to see, but boy, was it irritating. It was kind of like you when you're on your PC high. Yay. And you just want to go after you with a baseball bat. I'm snoring my PC and just trying to keep you bitches out of trouble. Sure. Uh, do you know in Am- like Amsterdam and pla- I think it's Amsterdam places over there they have public bathrooms. Yeah. Why don't we have that here? Because people ruin them. Because and- we have conservative people who are like, no, I'm not paying for other people to poo. No, it's just because they ruined them, uh, or people ruined them. I'm not saying it's the homeless or the people who are without housing at this moment, but I'm saying it is, um, you know, kids go in there, they graffiti it up, mm-hmm. um, they mm-hmm. tear off the doors, they drill holes in the wall. So you're saying that British people are, uh, are not British, but Amsterdamians are, are better than us. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Um, have you started watching Queer Eye yet? No, I didn't even know there was a new one. Well, I'm two in right now. Oh, well, then I will be jumping in on that bandwagon. Well, I'll just tell you. The sure. first one is about an um, older black man and his wife. Um, they're kind of pulled away from each other. They still live together. They pulled kind of away. It's their 39th anniversary. Um, and uh, the kids are all moved out. They're both retired. And they just aren't connecting. And so it's to get them back together. When they first meet the the man, he's out in his garage and he's cooking something. So, of course, Anthony, you know, if he's not cheating on somebody, he's uh, eating something. So he goes, right. oh, well, let me try some of that. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's, I, it's fresh raccoon. And huh. uh, and 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 he, he ate it and it was funny. And uh, but uh, and everyone's like freaking out over it being raccoon. And it's like, well, I mean. Why? You know, of course, yeah. the question is, where did you get the raccoon? You know, <laughs> yeah. Was it, yeah. was it roadkill? If it is roadkill, I, I have no problem with that as long as it's fresh roadkill. You know, yeah, if you're no, picked it up that. and it's still slightly moving before you put it in the uh, the the sack, then that's okay. But right. get, it, get it in a freezer and wait, let it die, and then, yeah, go from there. You know, I just realized I never finished the crown either. Uh, okay. Uh, there's another show called After Midnight, which is on After Midnight. It's uh, on after the uh, Stephen Colbert show. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's it's um it's basically a reboot of At Midnight that Chris Hardwick had on Comedy Central a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have comedians, and they ask them silly questions, and the comedian gives silly answers. But you know what? It's a great way of introducing. Um, new comedians to a larger audience like me. I'm yeah. not large audience. I'm less yeah. large than I was before, but you know, just the general public, uh, it's a real great ta- time to, to give them that opportunity. So yeah. um, it's a pretty cute show. It's, it's still baby steps right now because they're in like week two and it's still clunky, but it's getting there. Um, 
And that's about it uh, for me this week. I can't really? Anything else that's really exciting. Uh, there's no new TV on yet. So mm. that's uh, The Bachelor, and uh, which we'll talk about later. Right. There's nothing new. That's true. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, one thing. So mutual shows we're watching right now, uh, Percy Jackson. Yes. Caught up on the new Percy Jackson, where they actually went down into... Uh, into the uh the underworld there um did you see that one yes okay so uh i'm really enjoying the show i am too and and you know what i love is i told brian i said yeah and they they've got uh the 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 um angels and the the gods and the demons are all coming on like uh guest stars on love boat yes And and it's like, oh, who's going to be on this week? Because it's not really, I mean, there are very few of them that have been, who, who's this? But most have been like named people. So uh, it's been fun. And I, I love that they get down to the underworld, talk to Hades and Hades is going, no, I don't want the, I don't want the, uh, the, the, uh, whatchamacallit. I want this helmet of something. And he's like, and they're going, okay, well then we're going to get that helmet. And you're going right. to relate really my mother. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I just hope, I mean, aren't we on like episode nine? Or uh, is it, is it about seven, seven or eight? Well, let me double check what, uh, yeah. about what you feel about it. Uh, anyway, um, I think that it's, it's just, it's fun. It's fast paced. The kids aren't stupid. Um, and I just am just really enjoying it for what it is. And, and the twist once they got down there was like, oh, oh, OK, let's go. And I thought that, uh, you know, Hades was uh, kind of cute, too. Yeah, um, it's, it says that uh, um, it's only showing eight episodes. OK, so now, there may be more. They just haven't listed yet. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. But uh, whatever it Whatever, I'm I'm in. I want them to complete a book each season. I would like that too, very much. Because that's how they're going to do the Harry Potter. So yeah. why not do it here first? Yep, exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, are you still watching Echo? Yes, but uh, I know you're done with it. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just you know, we're still watching. It's it's just we're not you know throwing ourselves at it and. And they're all available, so we just haven't got there yet. So. Right. Uh, I think it's funny that every time I hear somebody new that is talking about how much they love it, like on, on our feeds and stuff like that, they're like, oh, yeah, I really love the show. But when they're originally talking about it, like some people think she's Asian, which is what I thought first before I actually watched the show. And then other people think that she's Latino and then others like, then they get the native American. So everybody's like thinking that she's something different until like they watch the show and then like, Oh, that's even cooler. So anyway, it's a fun show. And uh, does she end up being lesbian? They don't give her any sexuality. Okay. That's fine. That's fine too. Yeah, that's fine. But if she were a lesbian, she'd be even cooler. But I'm just saying she's cool no matter what. Right. Um, the Bachelor season 28, Joey. Um, mm-hmm. I usually cringe. 
I, I hate watching the first episodes with all the meet and greets out of the car because they're so cringy. These weren't as bad, but there were a couple that were just like, oh, girl, like that whole chemistry thing. Oh, yeah. I was just like, really? You know, why don't, look, I have some vinegar and some baking soda. Let's mix them together and see if we have chemistry. Like, Ugh, seriously. Well, uh, and the two sisters going for him, that was kind of weird, too. Yeah, and the way that they tried to play up the whole sisterly thing, I guess, to last longer or something. But I'm like, girls, you're, you're just reading is fake. So, anyway, um, I, I think that right now, I think the front runner is, what's her name, Daisy, the Christmas tree girl. Like, I sense oh, some gosh. real chemistry between them. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah. Or, no, her name wasn't Daisy, was it? Well, she was just, like the bitchy one. Doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, anyway, it's the first yeah. It's the first and that week. hit girl, the one that stole her twice, I'm like, or yeah. stole her twice, like, whatever. But anyway, Joey is adorable. I mean, his hair is a little funky sometimes, but he's adorable. Well, his hair is the thing now, you know, because you've got the guy from the bear with the same hair. Yeah, the kind of wavy. And Gene Wilder. And, and, you know, I'll tell you one thing. I'm driving me crazy is that they keep showing Gene Wilder and the guy from the bear. And they go, and, and it's like, they go, Oh, grandchildren and grandchildren that look an awful lot like their uh, their grandparents, or 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 their or their parents, right? Okay. And I'm, I and it gets me every time they list their those two guys and they're not in the thing because they're not related. <laughs> okay. But every goddamn, I remember they used to have one. They had Le- Leslie Jones, and I think it was uh, Kate. Kate uh, from Saturday Night Live. Kate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And they said, oh, you won't believe which uh, gay couples are couples. And Leslie Jones isn't lesbian. Right. uh, And it's, but I kept looking going, oh my God, Leslie Jones finally came out. (laughs) Oh, that's, I think Leslie Jones was in um, the show that I just finished watching. The, the, our, our flag means death. She was in that, and she was fucking. She had a, a wonderful character, absolutely wonderful character in there. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, so, what do you think? Who who's your front runner right now? Um, well, I like you said. I mean the the Christmas tree girl. Mm-hmm. Um, May, the one that had the card and then burned it. Yeah, but I think she's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think that she earned some points with him, actually, through that. Because if she did steal it, I mean, that would just fucking pull me back. I could see some of those other girls. They'd be like, oh, I wouldn't have burned that card. And Yeah, but they are, you know, they're offering it. It's 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 a it's an advantage in the game. Yeah. And and if she feels like she's not getting noticed after a couple weeks, you know how those they, they start freaking out. She could steal somebody's date. Yep. So I, I, mean, I just I think that she's really sweet, but I don't think that I didn't feel real chemistry between them. Okay. Now, is is Hell's Kitchen over? 
I think so. I think I'm on the last episode. Yeah, I haven't uh, watched the last episode yet. Yeah. Um, and it's down to... Right. The the three that it's down to, which is Jonathan and... Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. And then the woman. Uh, I can't... I cannot remember the women's names this season. But isn't she eliminated? At the end of the episode? Uh, okay, well, I'm down to three. So maybe this I haven't... I'm one away from the last one. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Anyway, so the last. Well, we know that, but yeah, Jake, Jake, and Ryan, or Ryan and Jonathan. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think both of. I, I'd be fine with either one of them winning. Yeah. I know you like Jonathan a little bit more, right? Well, I just didn't think Ryan has been very consistent through the season. He's just kind of picked up at the and- end. I can see that Jonathan and even Ramsey said that Jonathan's been right there through the whole thing. So anyway, uh, so that's Hell's Kitchen. I haven't watched Queer Eye yet. You talked about that. Okay. And, and this, the second Queer Eye is mm-hmm. uh, um, about a uh, guy. I'm not sure how old he is. Mm-hmm. He's probably in his fifties or sixties and he um, he's an avid kiss collector and he's been he's recently lost his job he's been taking care of his brother his older brother who was in a car accident for 40 years he's been taking care of him wow and it was you know there was a, a lot in that episode a lot of emotional shit going on in that episode on oh, that and um uh, yeah so uh it was it was i mean both were really good but when they changed this guy mm-hmm. you know when Jonathan got done with him oh my god <laughs> you uh-huh. should say, well you'll see when you see it it's the second one uh, it's the chubby guy with the beard just uh, so you okay, know I'm, I'm looking forward to I love the I love the Queer Eye stuff I mean I really enjoyed the first original one but these guys just blow it all out of the water well because they're, they're not trying to be um well, they are awfully queer, but they're yeah. not trying to. Uh, I guess I, I have to go back and look at the old ones because I can't remember. I it seems very similar, well, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe well, it was. I, I just remember that the first the first incarnation they were like knocking down the walls, and they had to be. They were much more careful with the way that they dealt with people and talked with people and stuff like that because they were kind of, you know. This was still real tentative. These guys are just like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an episode of uh, Big Mouth that has the the queer eye guys on, uh-huh. and they it was really them. And uh, the and I can never remember his name. He's the one that does the clothing. Um, uh, Tan. Tan. Yeah. So Tan's dealing with the 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 uh, coach Steve. Uh, and and so Coach Steve is is you know he's he's not a smart guy right okay. so so he's going oh he's a dumb man he is a dumb dumb man <laughs> and and, it, and then uh, Jonathan goes yeah but the uh, uh, the the dumb ones um, oh, the dumb ones push the uh, punch the hardest or or no fuck the hardest or okay push the heart I, I think it was push. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, 
which was a reference to another character a couple of episodes before that. But yeah, um, they were on it and they were fantastic. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Anthony falls in love with a uh, seagull. Because um, uh, Steve lives down at the diaper barge. So so he falls in love with the seagull. And Jonathan goes, oh, what a lovely um, um, uh, multi-racial couple they are. Um, no, ra- not racial. Uh, uh, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, what do you, uh, creature, creature uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Multi-species? It was, but it's it's just it was so such a good episode. We just watched rewatched that one again recently, so kind of works. Tell us about your week. Okay, so um, I'm going to jump in with what I've been watching, and that starts with fellow travelers. Oh yeah, uh, fellow travel. Oh, so Tom tilted the camera, which obviously means that he is naked. Well, anyway, so I finished up. Basically, I have been uh, on this, um, what do you call it, journey to finish all of the episode, uh, season, uh, the series and stuff that I have like watched most of but put off because they're episodic. And so I finished Fellow Travelers, and I will tell you, this is, for me, this was a very hard series to watch. Because it dealt with so many tough topics in the queer community. And, and it, it kept bouncing back and forth between different time periods, starting with the, the McCarthy hearings and um, how it affected them. And uh, then jumping forward into the, you know, time, basically 1984-ish, the, the AIDS crisis um, and how they were affected by it, and one of the characters has it, and you learn that within the first few minutes, so it's not like that's not spoilers if you want to go watch it. Um, but it kept bouncing back and forth and bouncing back, and by the end, I think I probably cried through most of the last episode, and it has the AIDS quilt in it, it has Harvey Milk being killed, it has the San Francisco riots. It has, it's just so powerful. And I just was sobbing through the end of it because it's like you just, especially for people like Tom's generation, my generation, well, uh, anybody that lived through those beginning years of the AIDS crisis and everything, you're gonna, you're gonna be, you're gonna feel that connection. And it just, it just, you just, your heart, ugh. So they did a really fucking good job with it. And, but it is something that you just need to like have a glass of wine or whatever it is that calms you down so that you don't cry your eyes out through most of the stuff. But it is definitely worth the watch. And if you are part of the generations below us who don't know this history, you absolutely need to watch this because you you need to know this stuff and it it's all real i mean it's acted out through these characters but it it's all real and it's important to know so all right then i binged uh season 1 of gen v which is the boys offshoot with the younger generation that went is went into college and everything like that um and it was fun it was 
it was what it was. I mean, it wasn't an intense storyline. Uh, again, there's lots of stuff that's very like, hey, how gross can we be? And they prove that they're pretty gross. Uh, but for the most part, I, I stuck with it, watched all of it, I think, in most of it in one day. It was worth it. It was fun. It was just a fun ride. You don't have to think about it. Just enjoy it and get ready to close your eyes when it's really, really gross. So what 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 did you think of it? I don't remember you talking that much about it. Um, Other than the popping heads. Yes, I know you love well, that. No, I, I, I liked it a lot um, yeah. and because I like popping heads. <laughs> Well, and I I really liked the characters. You know, two of the characters, actually the two lead characters, uh, were both from Sabrina, uh, the Chilling Tales of Sabrina. So that was kind of cool. Maybe that's why uh, some of the people look familiar. Could be. And I love the blonde character, the, the little woman that could get smaller and bigger and, and everything. I mean, she was she was probably my favorite character. Well, yeah, I liked when she, uh, I liked when she's uh, jacking off some guy at, and she's oh. like three feet tall. Oh, that and, was. And he's I, going, hey, how, do you like how big my dick is? And she goes, well, I mean, it's really big right now. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like five inches tall. So, yeah. Anyway, well, well, lower than that, probably. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you just like a fun, weird ride, go check that out. Uh, Golden Bachelor Marriage. Did you bother watching this episode? No. Okay, no. I I started to watch it. I watched the first 10 minutes of it, and then I skipped all the way to the wedding because I was just bored. But I watched the wedding, and, you know, the funnest things about this was all the older women who came back that had personalities and Susan, the, the one who, you know, is, uh, has the dark hair and reminds me of one of the older funny actresses that I can never remember who she is. Um, she facilitated the wedding and she was brilliant. I'm like, they need to have her do more things because she's really fun. And, uh, the rest of them, who cared? It was a sweet wedding. It was nice, but I'm glad that's done, and I don't need to see that couple again. Um, although I think that it was very sweet. So, Gilded Age, I finished, finally watched the last several episodes of it, and the last episode was very nice, but it felt so much like a wrap-up episode. Like, oh, we're not sure whether we're going to be here for another season, so we're just going to wrap this all up right now. And they did a very good job of it. See, I felt it. I thought it felt more less of a wrap up, and it's like an end of the season episode, kind of yeah. more because um, uh, they had to know they were coming back. Well, um, I, I, I hope. It, yeah, I think, it, I think it was more of a, a just they were um, they were uh, kind of what? Okay, this is the storyline for this time. Uh huh. So it's all going to be about um, uh, the change changeover in the uh, the character, uh, the sister character. She's mm -hmm. going to change, uh, and they, you know, it was a complete uh, one eighty on her. Um, yeah, and then we were going to uh, deal with the the Met and the uh, getting you know that handled, and uh -huh. and they basically did that. They 
they had some of the other characters they that didn't have like I thought there was going to be more to do with the the black storyline about when they went down there and they almost got yes I was waiting for them to have retribution from something yeah and 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 nothing really came out of that that was that surprised me but for the most part they kind of tied up everything in a nice little bow and and said come back for season three yeah and and if it was if it really you know they did it for that reason saying okay we're gonna do other stuff next time let's just finish this stuff out i'm all for it and i loved it but it did feel kind of like a okay we're tying up all these loose ends you can see how everything's gonna go so if we don't come back see ya um and i really like the idea for the the couple at the end the when she finally after she dumps two other guys and her aunt has to be like, um, girl, uh, this is a time when, you know, you can't be doing that shit. So, but I, I liked the, the pairing at the end for her. So anyway, uh, and then the only other thing that I've really been, I, I went down a rabbit hole, uh, and came up with uh, a new, one of my new top favorite bands, which is Imagine Dragons, who I have liked for a very long time. But I started watching some of their live performances in different places. And um, especially the lead singer, they're just so charismatic and so uh, engaging and fun. And their songs are so good. Um, I've just really come away in the last few days with an appreciation for them that, yeah, I think they probably moved up into like my top 10 favorite bands at this point. Now, was this their concert that they had on Hulu? Um, no, I have not watched that one yet, but I watched like three different like live performances that they did and then a concert that they did in like, I don't know, Southern America. Um, oh. So, but yeah, I will watch that at some point, but. Okay, golly. For some reason, you know, I'm rec- we're recording and uh, our our studio dogs have decided that, you know, they've got to bark every episode now. And you know what it is? The little ones figured out that if she barks, I'll come out and pay attention to her to find out what's going on. So, she thinks she's being brilliant. All right. Ready for advice? Uh, sure. Okay. Well, this one, of course, is from Dear Someone Else's Mom. My husband and I are in our, were in our 40s when our first granddaughter was born. She was the first of four so far, and she's now 12. And uh, there's two more on the way by mid-spring. Well, your kids are busy. <laughs> Uh, We absolutely love our grandchildren, but the older ones can be proper little snots sometimes when it comes to how my husband and I deal with the latest technology. We, while we both still work and have to stay on top of the apps and devices we use on our respective jobs, the devices and games our grandchildren like to use uh, too much, if you ask me, can take my husband and me some time to be comfortable with. For that, we are teased and taunted, not only by our grandchildren, but sometimes their 30-something parents join in, and it bothers me. 
We are not stupid people. Yet, why do our children and grandchildren treat us as if we are sometimes? I don't know. Because that's what our society tells us is okay to do. Next time they treat you like dummies, why don't you ask them to read some cursive writing? Or go dial a rotary phone? No, well, this just, is just tell them to shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, that's probably the best way of doing it. It's just um, uh, this whole thing about um, insulting boomers yeah. because they're old. Well, you know, and these guys aren't boomers. These are these are our age. Well, I'm a boomer. Well, okay, never mind then. Yeah. Okay, boomer. No, I get it. I mean, you, now you're talking Gen X, and Gen X isn't stupid. They're just, you know, they lived their life through an, an era where there wasn't this kind of technology, and it yeah. wasn't changing as fast as it is, and they weren't as involved in it because, I mean, they're not as as involved in it on a daily basis because. They still know how to watch television without holding a phone at the same time. And right. We remember know, getting up and changing the channel. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, it's they find uh, walking outside, just walking without headphones and without, um, you know, your tunes playing. And they can go to Costco and shop without having music playing in their ears because they can't deal with life if they're not constantly on their device. You speak for yourself. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I do speak for myself. Yeah. I was at Costco, and there's this dad and this daughter, and they're walking into walls. They're in the way, and it's all because they're, they, they, they're not communicating with each other because they both have earbuds in listening mm-hmm. to music. Interesting. Or a podcast or whatever they're doing. Yeah. And, and And the fact is, <clears throat> you know, when someone goes, excuse me, and you can't hear them because you're you 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 yeah. yeah it's just it's so aggravating and and it's I, it's not because I'm old it's just because you're irritating me right that's what it spaces is. you know but yeah I I just tell them to shut up I mean who cares they there's shit that they can't do like you know how how do they turn on a television without uh, a remote. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them how to do that. I'm sure they won't figure out there's buttons on the television. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on, here's what here's what someone else's mom had to say. There's nothing new in younger generations mocking what they see as the shortcomings of their elders. Maybe it's not such a bad idea to occasionally remind your children and grandchildren that each generation has something to teach and something to learn, and that's how the world moves on. Also, Take heart in the fact that it isn't just those of us over a certain age who struggle with the constantly changing world of technology. Most, oh, more than once, I've seen younger colleagues as stumped as I am by the changes and updates, uh, while uh, which seem to come along more frequently than we average mortals can reasonably be expected to keep up with. That's for damn sure. Every time it seems like every other week I'm logging onto some site and it's completely different. GoDaddy. Well, so. I can I can't tell you how often um, uh, Sean is trying to figure out something by pulling up a YouTube video. Oh, you know? yes, YouTube yeah. is your friend, <laughs> right? And, oh. and 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 it's not saying anything against Sean. It's just like no. 
um, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to be, I mean, the, these kids are behind the, the, their, their younger companions. Uh-huh. These, if the grandkids, I don't, I don't remember what we said what their age was, but. 12 uh, is the oldest. 12 and two more on the way to, okay. Yeah. Um, so they're just becoming teenagers. Well, wait until the eight-year-olds start knowing more than they do. Yeah. And it's and it happens. And it, a lot of this have, has to do with the fact that uh, people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, they don't have to use this all the time. They mm-hmm. don't use it all the time. They, they, they're not they're – not, I mean, the, some of the, the, the younger people are so – device oriented that mm-hmm. they they can't they can't even it it, it it's okay it kind of reminds me of the the joke i i say every once in a while it was um uh, about uh how pc um everyone was and on the gay float it was it was lesbians who were so pc that they can't move and so they, <laughs> these 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 lesbians that were standing on a uh, uh, uh this one float that was going by on the street and mm-hmm. and but that's what happens i mean we uh uh technology just it, it's too much for some people and and it goes it just gets to be too big um and too much of their life and you can't make it you can't allow it to be too much of your life cuz what are you going to do if the power goes out right yeah. i mean when when you know and i'm not talking about like there's a national power outage i'm talking about the wind's blowing tree goes blows down and you have no television no wifi no telephone, entertain yourself, bitch. Yeah. Who can? Somebody that, that knows how to not deal with just devices. Mm-hmm. Pick up a book, get a candle, get a flashlight. Yeah. All is well in the world. Yes, yes, yes. Um, or I remember, well, this is a little bit different, but I remember this I, director that I was like stage manager for or acting for or something. And we pulled into a gas station because his tires were low and he had no idea how to check or, or put air in his tires. And he was like older than me and he had absolutely no idea. And I had to like do it for him, but you know, we all know different things and we can all help each other out. If everybody yeah. stops being assholes about it, make dinner, make dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, and, no, can't, and no, you can't call uh, Hello Fresh and have it delivered, right? Because you have to go through the sign up period. Yeah, so, or, anyway. and, and no Uber Eats. You have to make dinner. <laughs> go make dinner. Oh, you don't know how to. Oh, how good? You, you know, even yeah. even monkeys in the jungle know how to find food. Well, I don't know, but I will tell you that Uber Eats right now have priced themselves to where pretty much only rich people can use them. Um, just saying. All right. Hey, Chubbs. Timothy asks, what is your favorite road trip snack? See, it's difficult now because Sean won't let you eat in the car. (laughs) Um, But in the past, it was usually something um, that you can basically eat and drive like chips, you know, get in the bag. I don't know. Nothing that really consumes your hands for long, like a sandwich. Can't really do that. So I would think it would be, it'd probably be some sort of 
uh, chips or that type of thing. Um, whenever Clint and I would take a trip somewhere in the morning time, we would always stop and get like breakfast sandwiches. And that was always fun. So, but other than that, we usually just stop and eat or get something. We don't take snacks with us. So, yeah. Okay. Um, hey, Chubbs, Timothy asks, tell us a story about one of your physical scars. Thank you for not saying mental because we'd be here a while. Yeah. Um, the only, uh, other than stretch marks, the only physical scar I have is on my lip right here. Uh huh. And I, uh, you can't see it because there's hair. But um, one night um, at the theater, Birdcage Theater, um, Jane and I were working the booth, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it, it was Arthur and I think it was Every Which Way But Loose. They were our two big hits. They mm-hmm. ran forever because that was in the days where movies, both of them. Arthur ran six months. Every which way, but Lucy ran seven months, and um, and this was at the time period before the Christmas shows started. So even though they should be waning, they weren't. And um, so uh, I I was at one window. She was at the other window. I said, "If you want tickets for um, every which way, but Lucy, you can uh, stay in this window." Um, if you want tickets for Arthur, you can get them in this window. So remember, my window's Arthur, and our semi-attractive cashier's window is the every which way below. And she and the they start because I was on the microphone, so they uh, laughed right. And Jaina threw a shoe at me. Oh, I split, my, split my lip right here. Oh, <laughs> well, that was probably worth it. That's kind of funny. Um, okay, yeah. well, let's see. I need to pick one. Uh, we'll go with the one on the back of my hand right here. There's a little one hole there. Uh, our poodles, we had four poodles. And um, believe it or not, uh, everybody thinks poodles are a little, oh, they're just little puppies. <laughs> they sit in your lap and they yip. Uh, no, poodles are actually kind of vicious Some, when they get going. And, uh, yeah, they were in a big skirmish, and I reached down. I was 13, 14, and I reached down to start plucking them out of the fight, and uh, one of them bit me, not intentionally, but did, and bad teeth, got infected, had to go into a doctor's office, and they basically had to cut it open, and they had to scrape it out. Now, they deadened it. But I could feel it scraping against, like, the the hard, bony type stuff in there. And then they had to pack it full of stuff. And uh, it was kind of nasty. So I, I have a scar on the back of my hand for that. So that's just one of the many little scars that I have physically. Okay, moving on. What's in your lunchbox? Well, Mr. Moose wrote in and said something here he is he said simple dinner roast beef sandwich medium rare shaved beef horseradish sauce yellow heirloom tomato which is good because i didn't realize that was a tomato at first i thought it was like a peach i was like why are you putting peach on roast beef you thought that was peach 
Yeah. So, well, at first you... glance. Okay. Anyway, uh, also the soup was borscht with a little sour cream, and dessert was fresh strawberries. Where is he getting fresh strawberries in the middle of January? I don't Probably know. Costco. Probably Costco. Okay. Yeah, you can get cherries there now too. Hmm. Well, I think that looks amazing. I okay. probably would not really be in that into that tomato much, but the rest of it, absolutely amazing. Oh, I don't know. I think that tomato looks pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I love borscht, so that's not a problem. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, so two things real quick. First off, thank you, Timothy, for those questions, for the Hey Chubbs questions. You can send your questions to us at chubbsgonewild at gmail.com. And uh, also, if you want to submit to our lunchbox, yes, submit. Uh, you can do that at chubbsgonewild at gmail.com. And thank you, Mr. Moose, so much for sending something in. Uh, Golden Rule Services want you to know about an important tool in preventing you from contracting HIV. PrEP is a medication proven to be 99% effective in preventing HIV infection. To learn more about PrEP, visit sacgrs.org and find Tom's other podcast at swannerandjud.com. Find my books at justkisstheguy.com and find all of our links at allmylinks.com slash chubbsgonewild. And give us a call at 408-69-CHUBS. Yes, queen. By the way, it's 70 degrees out right now. That is actually for the end of February, uh, January. That's insane here. Yeah. Um, and I've got my whole house fan on just in case anybody's wondering what the noise is. Yeah, actually, I, I was sitting here thinking about turning my fan on when we're yeah, done. It's, it's my whole house fan because that draws in all the warm air from outside. Uh, and my house was, you know, like 63 this morning and it's. Let me see. I cannot see it right now, but it's, I think, 66. So we're on our way. There you go. Wow. But, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy for this. Oh, but uh, while we were recording, uh, Alexa informed me that there is now a wind advisory for the 31st. So we may end up with another windstorm coming in. As long as they're not bad like January's last year. Well, it's, a, it's also a rain Wednesday rain on Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wow. So well, we do need the rain, but more than that, we need the snow up in the hills. Well, and the the days um, we go from uh, seventy one today to Wednesday fifty eight. Oh, okay, that's better. And then Sunday fifty. Ooh. So, which means that if we're colder, the mountains are colder, and we'll yeah. get some snow. I hope so. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. This has been a, for fuck's sake, production.